uncovering your truth and fire one conversation at a time. This is the Spitfire Podcast. The Spitfire Podcast is brought to you by the Spitfire Coach based in Washington, D.C. If you want to put the fun back in your business or the passion back in your career, head on over to spitfirecoach.com and click on the complimentary discovery call link so you can find out how coaching can light a fire under you. Take it away, Lauren. Oh, Lord, I'm trying to help you here. This this is an intervention. (laughs) Justin has now resorted to going on his phone because he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I wanted to talk about some situations because we, I was was trying to get you to talk about what we did earlier today, which is not what you talked about. You were talking about breakfast. You got stuck on breakfast. What's more important than breakfast? You asked me what we did, and that was the most important thing. What did we do between the hours of four and six? We played outside. We busked. But it really wasn't busking because we were paid. Um, and you actually got equal pay. I did. I you had did. equal pay, people. You did equal pay. Not 70 cents to the dollar. Equal no, it's pay. 65 cents, isn't it? No, that's isn't for that black what, women. Isn't that what, black oh. women is 62 cents. It's 70 cents for... I think it might be 76 cents now for white women. By the way, the show that we just discovered... That I just discovered, I actually discovered something, and no, it wasn't a baking show, is the show that we just discovered is Adam Hates Everything. Ruins everything. Yeah, that's what I said. Adam ruins everything, and it's really great. It's amazing. It's great, and why am I, Why did I suddenly say that? Because we were talking about work. It was Adam ruins work. That was the episode we watched last night. Yeah, but, okay. Because they were talking about how people don't share their income. Yes, yes. And it actually, this is actually a great See? note. See? real life moment of wh- I just forgot why I was saying that I know and I'm here to fill in your blanks which are many so anyway this is the point is that there are a lot of employers that that shun or say it's illegal for you to share your income when in fact it is very legal and you should actually do it because you don't know what you could potentially be making and you don't know how much the the peak is for your position or your role unless you get market research which is right under your nose with your coworkers. well that's wait uh, uh, i'm sorry did you say this that's the one thing that i thought was really that i also did not understand where where it's it said that um your employer oftentimes will tell their employees that it's illegal to My tell other employer, people other people what you make i was threatened uh of being fired at my last job because I had a discussion with a coworker about salary and he actually used my salary to negotiate an increase for himself. Now one thing I do not agree with Adam uh, uh, destroys everything ruins uh, uh, yeah Adam ruins everything is the fact that they said that the perceived feeling with that show well, with that sentiment of the sharing what you make mm-hmm. would be that your coworker would be upset with you. Versus what actually would be the case would be your coworker would be upset with your employer. I think there's a little bit I of both. I think it would be both. I think it's both. And I think, I, despite whether it's illegal or not illegal, of course, and it, it is definitively not illegal, but despite that, I think that the uncomfortableness of you and I both being project managers at whatever company and me telling you I made $65,000 and you telling me you made $75,000 would automatically make me resent you, mm. I think. Right? But I think I think we've been conditioned that way. And I think instead of us looking at how can we improve ourselves or 
what is it that I need to do to make more money? Is it something arbitrary that the company is assigning? Or is it a level of experience or the level of clients we're working with or the length of time we've been with the company? There may be other factors at play, but I think if you're coming from a victimized mindset of clearly my lack of success is because of something you're doing rather than taking the accountability back to you, I think is your own issue. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people do that of saying, you know, woe is me because this bitch over here is doing this or they must be doing something there instead of looking in the mirror first and foremost. And a lot of times it is unfair in the workplace. I mean, there's a lot of bullshit that goes down that is completely biased and illegal but if you can clear the table of all that and look at it on an objective level of saying, okay, there are five people that are in the same role in this company and there's a $40,000 range in salary, what are the factors at play so that you can actually have a discussion and a negotiation about it? Yeah, I get it. I That makes sense. It just, it it still seems uncomfortable. Why, is it, why do you think it's uncomfortable? I wouldn't want to know my equals making more money than me. I would I would like to be happily uh, in the dark. Mm. I would want to know because I want to know what the opportunity is. So if there's someone who has been there the same amount of time and I find out that they're making 10 to 20 percent more than me, I want to know what's going on, not from a vindictive or defensive way, but like what can I do in order to improve? Yeah. Okay. So, if, you know, if I were to bring this into what I know, I know bands. Mm hmm venues don't pay bands the same right some bands get paid more than others some of it might be just fairly arbitrary sure. whatever they had in the budget at the time some of it might have to do though with talent or at least perceived talent mm -hmm. um some bands might make more than others because some bands might be worth more than others mm -hmm. um but if you're both what if you have the exact same does that is that is that a good parallel to a job with an account manager and another account manager that are on the exact same um, level, uh, getting paid two different things, or should they and be paid the same thing, or was it just to was it my fault as the person who took the job that I that I approved a certain fee? Yeah, I what I what I'm hearing is like this it's like an almost entitlement fairness of like because i see us as being equals then therefore we deserve equal pay or equal treatment but there may be other things when you're talking about the band level of you know what maybe you're playing on a friday night versus a wednesday night so they want a bigger draw or they want you to promote it or it's a bigger show it may be your your skills as a negotiator to get a higher rate but i think if you flatline it then it takes away the the drive to be better and to negotiate and to be a better business person. But I would say that it, in, in the professionalism, like if you're going from a nine to five position, that it's in your best interest to be curious and to get as much information as you can, whether it's researching it online, asking other people, um, but not going from this standpoint of this is what I'm entitled to or this is what I deserve because of this. You know, if you're not going to negotiate for you and fight for you, then you can't expect someone to hand it out to you. Right. But I think this idea of like, because these three things and these three factors are the same that we deserve equal an equal payment, I think it's a really slippery slope. 
And you've seen that happen before where that came up in negotiations. Sure. With musicians. Yes, I have. So what's your take on it? I may or may not have just zoned out. Tell me, what's my take? What's on your what? take on the on the equal rate for bands at venues? Um. Well, no, I I think I'm kind of under the mentality of like your your rate you have with a venue is to not be compared with your friends. Mm. You know, um, your my my. I don't know. It's a slippery slope, but I, I, me personally, I keep that stuff fairly personal between the venue and myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't assume that every band is making what I'm making. I, uh, and that doesn't mean that I feel like I'm making more. I, I don't, I assume that there are plenty of bands that make more than me. Mm-hmm. And, um, my hope is to get better and being it and be able to, um, uh, argue a higher rate as we get better or more notoriety, especially with the venue that we play. Um, and to uh, to assume that every band would make the same rate, although it often on, on a small scale it does happen in a small bar. It's the it's four hundred or five hundred dollars for every single band mm-hmm. um, that walks in the door, um, but. Uh, I I don't know. I, what do you think the argument is for the other side? Like, why why is there this push for for standard rates or for equal rates? What do you think that that side is about? Uh, what side? The so musicians who are saying you know every band needs to be paid the same amount. And I think the venue. people that are making that argument are the ones who are not getting paid at all or being paid very little. Mm-hmm. And I think that has to do with the professionalism uh they want it now immediately I've, I've said this before it's the just because i play guitar means i should be paid and that's not true just because you know how to type doesn't mean that you should you know or or, or file or or i don't know how to what a good example in terms of a nine to five job would be but just because you can do a job doesn't mean you should be paid or paid extremely well for it you have to be very good at it Mm-hmm. And and that's the only X factor with the whole like equal pay to everyone mentality is, yes, if women across the board, and which is I guess probably true, but let's just say, if women across the board, ultimately on average, were if in a, if in a study, were paid across the board less than men were, this would be an overall problem. Which seems to be the case, absolutely. It is the case. <laughs> sure, one hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not saying that. But what would be okay would be is if one woman was paid less than a man for an equal job, and then for the same job in another business, a woman was making more than a man at that job. Yeah. Then that would be okay. So in a in a um. So it has to be kind of looked. I, I I'm not sure what my point is here. All I'm saying is that like sometimes, sometimes you have to look at it. I'm, I'm I think sure. people just need to be upfront and clear about how they're making decisions based on income. And we're talking about two different things, which I think is why things are getting blurred. But when you talk about jobs, gender, race, 
whatever it is, that there are these arbitrary biases that somehow make people think that they don't have to pay people the same amount. Like, for, for example, there's an assumption that, you know, because he's a man, he has a family, he has to be the breadwinner. That's why he deserves more. That's the old school level of thinking. But there are tons of women who are the breadwinners of their family, doing it on their own, raising kids. And by the way, they're doing the same amount of work, if not more. So well, the thing is, is like what at what scale do people make the decision to pay someone less or more? Because I saw some BS practices at my last company that they're still trying to pull. Sure. Okay. As another example, I've, and I remember, wasn't this in the news maybe a couple of years ago where like some big movie had a big actor, Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt or something. Mm -hmm. And in the same movie, there was a big female actress. Mm -hmm. Who was paid a lot less. Who was paid a lot less. Why is it automatic? And, and I'm not, again, I'm, this is not an opinion. This is just a what if. This is just a hypothetical or playing devil's advocate. I don't know. There's whatever the term would be. Why is it fair to automatically assume that because just because she was a woman it's and she's being paid less that it's because she was a woman and not that her management company or his management company one or the other just held out for more money or 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 didn't you know like why why is it automatically a male versus female thing i imagine there are there are movies where female people have been paid more than her male counterpart depending I on how I think that's a very rare circumstance as opposed to the huge span in difference that happened in this movie and other movies where you have really high level actors and actresses that are that are doing this that are that are in these movies and films so why is there like a 50 to 1 discrepancy in what two lead actors and actresses are putting the same amount of work and they have the same amount of pull. Yeah, it's it's up to the agents to be negotiating this, but I think that there is a culture within Hollywood that says this is okay, just deal with it. And what I think the message was, was that no, we're not going to deal with it and we're going to make this more transparent sure. so that we can have a different discussion about it. So it's not saying that you know they're not great actors, that they don't have pull in the movies and getting ticket sales, but it's like, why is there such a discrepancy? Why is there such a range when you're dealing with huge names? I think the same thing happened with the uh, men's soccer team versus the yeah. women's soccer teams. And I was asking someone about that recently. I was asking um, a musician friend of mine who I will go unnamed because I'm they not have the same views. <laughs> no, no, no. I just don't want to throw him under the bus in case I say something wrong. But he, the one thing argument he was, I think he gave against completely vilifying the men versus the women is the fact that the men's organization made way the, the men's soccer organization as a whole made way more money than yeah the but i don't know if that's such the case now because the women are the ones that are consistently going to the world cup and that have way more of a youth following and more traction and i do potential. you're right i yes they went to the world cup but the argument still was the fact that even going to the world cup the men's organization well, the men men's didn't soccer the organization <laughs> makes more money to pay than the women's one. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean that seems fair at least to understand that. But you could you could say the same for anything. I mean, the WNBA players are never going to make the same amount as the NBA just based on ratings and things like that. But I think when you look at uh, the level at which the female, the women's team has gone, they are they are up 
at that same level with the men's team, if not beyond, in the amount of oh, exposure they get. And I, think I don't, I don't. They're probably better in compared. Compared, they are speaking, better. They're better, <laughs> but it's just not as popular, and it doesn't make as much money. I don't know. If how it's, would you, how are you supposed to pay them as much money as because the men it's, are? It's united. What, how, how, here, hold it, hold. Do it. Let's do it this way. Percentage wise, not monetary wise, but percentage wise, are they making the same amount of money as men? I don't think they are. I don't think they are at all. That's the problem. I think there is the same level of sponsorship. I think there's very similar money exchanging hands, but they're not paying women the same amount or anywhere near it in this. But the problem is, is it's USA soccer. It's not the the soccer league of America where it's a private thing. This is a representation of the United States of America. And, and the message they were sending is, listen, we're representing this country and you are making it known that you pay. We're making it known that you pay us less and it needs to be fair. Right. I understand what yeah. you're saying. So I think I think it's new. I think I think this needed to happen. I think this conversation is nowhere near done and I can see how it makes people feel uncomfortable because we don't talk about money, but I think that the in what Adam said and Adam ruins everything is that the people who hold the power when you have a lack of information shared is the people that hold the money to make the decision. They're the ones that are saving the money in their pocket because you don't have the information to negotiate with. And the thing is, it costs companies anywhere from 40 to 60% of your salary to replace you. So every time someone leaves their company, which is usually because of a salary dispute or feeling unappreciated or some other reason, they have to replace you and it costs that company a hell of a lot more. So think about how much they could save by, by spending 10% more on each employee or 15% or 20%, how much happier they would be, how much longer they would stay there and how much less turnover there would be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, just by not having all the turn, the, the, ch- the changeover in, a, in yeah. a company. Yeah. Because it takes forever to hire people on. You usually have to pay more for that person to come on than to train them and, and to catch them up to speed. And you've got to bring in temp help usually to help you out in the interim. But yeah. None of this has to do with working with difficult people. I know, so I might just change the topic altogether, and we'll talk about salary and gender and all that well, stuff. Why, why did you want to speak, uh, talk about difficult people? I don't know, because I, I thought dealing with difficult people is like what your strategies are. Cause you Have you with dealt di- with difficult people before? Yeah. I in your current job, in your own business, have you dealt with difficult people? Are we talking about difficult clients? Like I don't, people who have hmm. paid you? Have you ever had a client... That paid you money, so you had to deal with it, but they were difficult. Yeah, and 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 in that case, I didn't trust my gut, and I should have just not taken on that client. I've had a couple. What does of them. difficult mean? Well, in that case, so I consider someone difficult as someone who's stuck. So someone who has an excuse for everything is late, doesn't do what they say they're gonna do, um, doesn't really take accountability because I think that's the number one. Uh, characteristic that I look for in clients is just an openness to listen because clearly they're coming to me because something's not working so if you're spending the majority of your time talking at me about why things didn't work out and what everybody else is doing to you that's victim style behavior that's like life is happening to me and it doesn't put you in an ownership position so that's where the difficulty comes from because it's like you don't have your listening ears on I can't help you right and you're wasting my time and so I used to early on in my career take it really personally of like I've got to help them like it's my job to help them see 
but I realized that people don't really want to be helped in that. They think they do, but really what they were coming to me for was tactics. They thought that I could give them some exercises or tools to make them feel less stressed or to deal with the difficult people in their lives when in reality it was them. Right. I understand. So those were some expensive lessons because they, <laughs> the funny thing is those are the clients that always paid for 12 sessions up front. So I was stuck with them or I had to refund them. It was awful. Yeah. I wonder if that would be almost a strategy to not paying that far in advance. Like it's nice. I mean, as a business owner, this is really pulling the curtain back, but as, as a business owner to be paid a year in advance would be great. A year in advance is like, this is amazing. I can now eat for a year. But in the same sense, you are now essentially like indebted. in indentured servitude yeah. for an entire year. And what if you don't like that person? What if you, it's like moving in with someone, you know, and signing a, a, a year. you want to live together? A year's <laughs> contract. Like if you move in with someone and then in the first of 12 months, you discover that this is terrible. And, and that happens a lot on Judge Judy. <laughs> None of that's real. Yes, it Lauren, is. I can't believe you watch that shit. I None of that's that. real. Yes, it is. Anyway, yeah. but going back to it. I mean, anyway, you watch all that daytime shit. It's Shh. terrible. Let's go back to, to the point at hand. So I don't typically do year-long contracts. Um, Look at this. He just posted it again. Look at this. He just posts pictures of himself flexing. What? That's so you weird. remember that guy? Yes. Just remember we ran into him on the stop metro? Stop looking at topless men in their underwear. This is my life, guys. Anyway, so I typically do not. You better do... explain that comment because otherwise. Nope. It's I'm be... letting that hang right there, just like that guy in his in his underwear. Um, so I typically do month to month with my clients now because I think that it it makes people buy into it and and keep coming back and be really happy and feel like they're getting something out of it every month. Right. And so I love you... my client base now. So they're you, fantastic. You eat good. Month I eat month. good in the hood. I eat good month to month. I'm, but but I get paid in advance of the month, so I know what I can eat for the month. Right. So mm -hmm. I know if it's going to be like steak or ramen, but they don't make gluten-free. Well, they do make gluten-free ramen, but you know I don't eat it. It's called with rice. With rice. I, it's either rice or steak. Let me just tell you real quick. Uh, there's a lot of things that I have to let me just tell you real quick, but one of them is the fact that I went to trouble. You know where we're going? <laughs> yes. I went to trouble. To buy, to search out and buy gluten-free ramen noodles, of which I then put in two different plastic baggies. One is in my apartment. One is fucking riding around in my car. <laughs> because I discovered that I could take a dried square of gluten-free ramen noodles to any ramen shop USA. Hey. Yes. And we could be like, hey, I'd like regular ramen because I'm not a weirdo. And the lady would like this square of ramen in your nice, amazing I just feel broth. really odd. We have not done it once. Once. We have not because done it once. Because I feel weird bringing outside food into a restaurant. We were told we could do it. For me. it <laughs> I just feels very high maintenance to me. Uh, can we do it tomorrow? Tomorrow's a good day. Let's do it tomorrow. No, you have plans tomorrow. I think Tokyo Underground's closed. I don't yeah, have plans. Yes, do you I have, do. You I have do. plans tomorrow night, but we can. We have. We have our own business. We can <laughs> I have, go. I have clients. To have to ramen with. at lunchtime. I, I have. At what time? Do. Tell me your. What's your schedule tomorrow? I have something at, from one to three. I can't. From do one lunch. to three. Yeah. Well, good. No, I'm gonna see my girl. Eleven thirty to twelve forty-five is is no. lunchtime tomorrow. No. I have to get to Alexandria. Anyway. If I put us on Judge Duty, do you think that we can figure this out? 
Why do we have to be on Judge Judy? She's a real judge. There's no there's no crime here. It's about to be. <gasps> you heard it. If something happens to me, you guys know what happened. I f Justin, what is going on with you? Look at this. Stop flashing <laughs> me that. This is so bizarre. All right. I feel like we have hit hit a roadblock in our creativity. <laughs> and for the sake of my listeners, and hopefully they'll come back, we are in episode 50, guys, which means that there are two more before our annual wrap-up show. Actually, there's one more. On episode 52, I'm going to do a check-in with past guests. I've been reaching out Does to them. Does that mean I'll be the guest again? Maybe. We could talk about it. But I've been getting updates from past guests on the show about what they've been up to. And there's been some big developments and a lot of our guests. Like what? Give me an example. Uh, like Give us a teaser. Like Miss Virginia became Miss United States. Uh, what was her name? Her name was Andromeda Peters. Andromeda. Andromeda. She's awesome. Is that a real name? It is a very real name. It's on her birth certificate. Andromeda. Andromeda. I mean, do people call her Anne? No, they call her Andromeda. That's her name. Anyway, and one of our guests is now in Whole Foods with their product. Freaking awesome. Just like standing there right now She's holding it? She's standing there giving it out. She's selling it. I actually bought it uh, this past week. I got her product. What was the product? Sip City Switchel. What's Switchel? Switchel is an apple cider vinegar-based drink that's good for your dum-tum, and it's an energy drink. Is it good? It's delicious. I like to sip on it, and it's a good mixer in your sparkling wine. Yeah, we've got some really good stuff. There's there's some people coming up with cookbooks that are coming out soon. We Who's have coming out with a cookbook? Uh, my friend... Chelsea, who is uh, a sous vide restaurant, she's a she's a sous vide chef, so she's doing a cookbook on it. What does that mean? I'm gonna show you. What does it mean? I can't, sh I, Justin. Th you're giving it all away. This is episode. But I, I, I don't want to wait. Too bad, Captain Impatient. <laughs> I'll tell you off the air. But for all of our Spitfires out there, thank you for your patience. And I hope that we were not difficult people for you. But if you are dealing with difficult people and you want to share your story on the show, hit me up on the gram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Make sure that you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts to the Spitfire Podcast. You can go to spitfirepodcast.com. There's a link for you there. And make sure you leave a review, pass it on. And if you have a topic for the show, let me know too. And for all the Spitfires out there, yeah, keep it's something being to do with cooking awesome. steak or fish. Justin! <laughs> I'm what? closing out the show. What are you doing? <laughs> For all the Spitfires out there, keep being awesome and don't be like Justin Trawick. Good night. <laughs>